Hello, I'm Ramey. And I'm Beth. And this is Brother Knows Quest, the podcast where I, your host, introduce my sister to the wonderful world of tabletop role-playing games. I'm guessing you don't know what we're talking about again today, Beth? No. Uh, okay, I didn't figure. This is what we're talking about today. Fabula Ultima TTJ RPG. Yeah, you know what TTJ stands for? Tabletop Jousting. Tabletop Japanese oh. role-playing game. Or Table Talk. Uh, I like Table Talk mm-hmm. because you play them on tables. Didn't I say that? Yeah. You know, you've played JRPGs. Did I? Yeah. Uh, Pokemon? Technically a JRPG. That's pretty much what it is. It's a tabletop game inspired by some of the most beloved JRPG video games, such as Bravely Default, Bravely Second, Grumble Fantasy, Nino Kuni, which I liked, Octopath Traveler, which I liked, and the legendary Final Fantasy series. I liked also includes Dragon Quest, but it's not technically on their list here. You can tell by the art style. It's a very uh, JRPG style. Yeah. You can tell just by looking at it. It's a fairly thick book. How big is it? 359 pages. Okay. Well, I got a much cheaper version over here called Press Start, because, you know, like a video game. Mm-hmm. Instead of the Quick Start, it's a Press Start, 49 pages. But you can get it free as a PDF if you want to try the game out. And one of the cool things about it, since it's a Quick Start or a Press Start, it's got your pre-made characters and all that, but their uh, abilities are all behind like level locks because it's a training manual technically uh tutorial i call it a tutorial book their traits it has a lock and a two beside their lock which means when you get to part two that means you unlock that and so it's a step-by-step like a tutorial it tells you how to do it is it not kind of cool i didn't buy it just for the art and i know if you listen to another podcast i do leveling duo you'll know i'm not a huge huge fan of jrpgs but i like the way it does it and there's so many different worlds you can play in this and it's not very crunchy, but it does feel very video gamey, which is in purpose, obviously. It focuses on epic tales of uh, of growing heroes and powerful villains, set in a fantastic world or worlds, brimming with wondrous locations and bizarre, unique monsters, tightly connected to each protagonist's unique theme and choices. You could do checks in this game, like any other tabletop game. Your attributes are dexterity, insight, might, and willpower. The game kind of runs on thing a thing called eight pillars. It's basically the eight pillars that hold up your whole system. Ancient ruins and harsh lands, a world in peril, clashing communities. Everything has a soul, which is kind of, I'm not going to even guess. I can't remember what the religion is. It's a, it's kind of like a Japanese feeling thing. Uh, It happens in a lot of anime. Magic and technology, heroes of many sizes and shapes. It's all about the heroes and mystery, discovery, and growth. Those are the eight pillars of this game you only roll two dice uh you choose your two stats you want to use so for an example they have insight and willpower uh to perform uh they have a d6 in insight and a 10 a d10 in willpower and they roll a d6 and a d10 add them together to generate the total result between a 1 and a 16 some checks also require you add or subtract a certain number from the total you roll depending on your you know stat in that example a character performing a might and a might plus five check will roll their might die twice and then add a five as a result. Fairly simple. Each character also gets something called a fabula point. It's basically their ability to influence destiny and it stems directly from their own heroic nature and hardships they face. Each new created character automatically receives three fabula points. You must be uh, gain the rest of gameplay. This game has a unique mechanic where Game Master has a scene to themselves. It's kind of like in a movie where you see the villains doing something behind the scenes that characters would never know. Yeah. Players are spectators. 
during this. Uh, the game master scene can be used to foreshadow an event, introduce a future threat, or show a villain in action. Like a cutscene. That's exactly how they put it. Mm-hmm. It's a good way to add depth to an antagonist and provide a sense of narrative. Each character you make will have should have bonds between each other. Like you can have admiration and inferiority or loyalty, mistrust, uh, affection, and hatred. And they affect how you do things. And back to the way we rolled dice, you have easy, normal, hard, and very hard. So the difficulty level can go from 7, 10, 13, and 16. They recommend a DEM or GM. Stick with 10 if they don't really know what should be rolled. If you want to do something like move silently, you roll a double dex stat. Or avoid a trap, it's a dex and an insight check. A dex and a willpower stat is moving gracefully to earn someone's attention, like dancing. A might and willpower is intimidating someone through your strength. I like the way they do that. You add two of these together and make some. You can use fabulous points. I should have said this earlier. To alter the story, to invoke a bond, like, you know, I'm, we have a strong bond with somebody. To invoke a trait, which is things you get from your character creation. Or use a skill, and it varies wildly what that is. Villains also have things like that. Mm-hmm. They have a, a pool of special points called ultimate points. When they are reduced to zero HP, the villain may spend one ultimate point to safely disappear kind of like in a video game and you have to fight him later when they hit zero hp they must choose between escaping or surrendering escape yeah <laughs> that's nice uh it's so hard to do that in D because characters can do it but it's just a thing that happens here mm-hmm. let me go over the worlds that you could that this game kind of set up for you techno fantasy which kind of feels like some final fantasies in other games uh you have uh things like the sacred hero who had everything taken from him by the elite, the last survivor of a line of magic users who sought harmony with the world, the former mercenary, the failed experiment, the wealthy heir that realizes her personality was built upon the ruin of others. <laughs> Heavy rainfalls from uh, polluted clouds, and you can hear clanking of sound of steel and brass pipe works. You know, a steampunk kind of feel, but more fantasy involved. In a techno-fantasy, world magic has uh, largely been claimed by technology and turned into yet another <laughs> source of power for warfare, supremacy, and stuff like that. Uh, antagonists tend to be darkness of modern society and ruthlessness of industry and exploitation. If we had magic, that would be our world. Then you have the natural fantasy, uh, the daughter of a village chief seeking to prove her worth. And this feels a little bit more Dragon age to me. An apprentice blacksmith who saw a terrible creature in the forest. A young hermit who stumbled upon the entrance to a magical ruin. The witch who knows of the prophecy dating back to the ancestors. And the wandering warrior mistakenly angered a local spirit. Kind of things like that can happen in natural fantasy. Their locations tend to be in uh, a world that is vibrantly colored and populated by great beasts and monsters. Magic is strongly tied to nature and life and in the elements. And antagonists tend to be uh, disastrous calamities or ancient and powerful monsters. I kind of like that one. Or high fantasy, which I have another book that I didn't bring in here called High Fantasy for this. I didn't go into it because I already had quite a lot to go into on these. But high fantasy is ageless classic and perfect to fit any fabula ultima world story. The princess who lost her kingdom, the veteran soldier who pledged to protect people with her life, an experienced hero from a rote village, also very common in a JRPG, dashing sky pirate with the heart of gold, old wizard mentor who spent his life searching for a legendary spell, and the dark knight seeking redemption from his crimes. Uh, every location in the high fantasy world has some magical element to it. Floating castle inside a volcano or a silver palace orbiting the moon. Um, magic is abundant and varies wildly. Antagonists are larger than life figures with armies and incredible magic at their disposal. 
those are the three worlds it gives you, like the ideas and kind of basis. If, but if you played a JRPG, you pretty much know what world you're going to use already if you liked it enough. Player characters can attempt to turn the tide of their favor by calling upon one of their core traits, their identity, their origin, or their theme. For instance, a Shadow Knight as their identity, Ganoria Empire as their origin, and Guilt as their theme. Uh, one fabulous point, invoke one of their traits, like I said. It's kind of useful to have so many ways of influencing things in this game. In the core book, there's 15. I believe it's 15. Yeah, your character begins at level 5. It means you have 5 levels to distribute among any of the 15 available classes. Your character must have at least 2 classes when they begin to play. No more than 3. So you can pick you know, a mixed match of all these. Mm. You have the Arcanist, uh, summon magical avatars of ancient godlike entities. You have Chimerist, learn spells from creatures and speak with beasts. The Dark Blade, unleash a dark attack and draw power from bonds. Elementalist, a wield the destructive power of the elements. Entropist, channel the dark energy of the cosmos. The Fury, provoke enemies and hit harder when damaged. That's kind of cool. The Guardian, protect your allies and fight clad in heavy armor. The Lore Master, be a master of knowledge and support your allies. That's kind of cool. The Orter, O-R-A-T-E-O-R, Orter, I can't pronounce that. Use your words to gain allies and influence conflict in a rogue. We know what rogue is. I don't need to explain it. A sharp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go on. Normally, you know me. I'm a rogue person. I uh, figured this one would make I, you switch it up. Some of the cool things in here. Well, kind of. I, if I'm going to play this one, let me actually first say before I go into that. I like the rogue. And I also like these little questions to go along with your character's story. Because if I'm sure I've mentioned it before, I have such a hard time. School beat the creativity out of me. I have to have a topic before I can come up with anything at all. Yeah. So I like these little questions like for the rogue, it says, what drives you? Is it desire, vengeance, or a burning need for freedom? Vengeance. It's definitely <laughs> vengeance. It's always vengeance. Are you part of a criminal gang or guild, or do you work on your own? Definitely on my own. Yeah. Not a people person. Is there a place you can call home, or is it true that in the end, we all die alone? Definitely the second one. What is the most important rule in your personal code? Every man, or I guess in this case, because it's a woman, every woman for themselves. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. Go on with your rogue, and then I want to talk about the next one, Oh, I don't need to explain what a rogue is, because um, then there's the sharpshooter. Yeah, it's pretty common. The sharpshooter, I would definitely play this one, though, for this game. Instead of, I would stray away from my rogue, which is my second choice. Mm -hmm. With other games, it's my first. For this one, it would definitely be sharpshooter. Excels at ranged combat, but also negates ranged attacks. So it's like a D&D DM's worst nightmare. Yeah. It's, it's, it's versatile and safe. Yeah. Um, the little questions to help with the character's story is, some believe arrows and bullets to be a coward's weapons. What's your opinion? My opinion is that those who think that are the ones that got shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> when caught unprepared, do you improvise or do you... Retreat. I retreat. I leave. Yeah. Bye-bye. That's best plan. <laughs> Come back when you are prepared. Yep. Stay alive longer. Yep. Are you quiet and reserved, confident and cunning, or boisterous and reckless? I'm quiet and reserved. I want to be... I believe it says it somewhere in here. The sniper. Oh, yeah. It's at the top. Also, <laughs> archer, gunslinger, and sniper. I want to be the sniper. Pretty much one to fit any setting you want to throw it into. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do your weapons and fighting style look like? Well, obviously, it's a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Well, 
There's guns in this too, aren't yeah. there? Because the rogue the, has guns. Remember the techno world. Yeah. And even the more high I, fantasy ones well, can yeah, have weapons. I guess it would depend on the world we were in. I would have to choose my weapon based on that. Yes. That would make more sense for me anyway. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to do this when Dakota was here, but man, it is so hard to get Dakota any moment of free time. He wouldn't time. be able to get in her driveway right now. No, uh, <laughs> the, the snow has accumulated quite a lot yeah. and we live on a big hill and no snow plows in sight. It just wouldn't work. You would pick the sharpshooter? I would definitely pick the sharpshooter okay. for this one. Other games, as I said, I would pick the rope, but the sharpshooter really is interesting. I kind of like well the for this. fury because it's weird. It's like a tank, but different. Because it provokes enemies and also will hit harder when taking damage. Um, in D&D, if you're a tank, you're pretty much a barbarian. And you take more damage because you go into a reckless fury where you don't care about defense. But this one, it don't, I don't think it takes more damage. It just takes damage and still hits harder. Mm-hmm. Um, you have the Spiritist. Spirit, spiritist, I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh, support your allies with magic and cast light spells. You have to tinker, craft innovations, and use inventory points. In a new way. Oh, I should have said inventory points. Like a JRPG, you have um, inventory spaces like like you would in a JRPG. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I should have asked about that because I seen something about that on the Rogue. Was it the Rogue? It had to have been. It seems like something that Rogues would do. They would hit somebody and maybe take something. Permanently increase your maximum inventory points by two is the Rogue free benefits. That's pretty useful. Especially if you want to be grabbing a lot of stuff, which yeah. rogues would do. That's exactly what they would do. Yeah. What's the Wayfarer? Be a master explorer and join forces of loyal companions. So just a traveler. Um, and then you have the weapon master. Excel at melee combat. So you're a fighter. From I hate to keep bringing up D&D. I say it every time we talk about <laughs> this. I thought you was going to say something. Oh, well, it's just easier because everybody knows D&D. Uh, yes. So it's just easier to try to relate. Now... You've played old, old video games. I know you've played Pokemon and you know the little pixel art uh, yeah. kind of things. Did you see the pixel art in the basic weapons in the inventory section in this? Uh, they I haven't looked that far. Where's it at? Uh, uh, chapter two somewhere. Chapter two? Yeah. It oh. A, look, see, I don't like the pixel. But we've come so far. I love. her pixels. I love the pixel. Because a lot of JRPGs, <laughs> a lot of the best ones, a lot of people think, are the older a ones. A lot of people do like this. And even Pokemon. Nowadays. Uh, I like the new open world Pokemon games and uh, what we have now is moving in the right direction, but it's not quite there yet. There a little mm-hmm. bit. I think we peaked at sword and shield <laughs> and now the next one, this one we have now, Scarlet and Violet, they are a little bit uh, buggy, just a bit. They've done some but, work on them, but I love them. I played them through. I love them anyway, but yeah. they, they need to move on. But I'd like to pixel art stuff kind of look. I, I now, if you, like I said, if you listen to leveling, do it, you know, I didn't play a whole lot of jrpgs they just weren't for me now i've decided i told dakota i was going to try some more some older ones and not the newer ones we got Mm -hmm. and i have ordered a retro pocket 4 pro which is a handheld console to play old to emulate old games pretty much Mm -hmm. i don't now don't steal these games get them only as a backup (laughs) for the copies you already own but i will say i will be playing some of these old jrpgs (laughs) and i might even stream some of them and I'm looking forward to the pixel art that I have missed out on for so long. See, I don't... Now, again, the book isn't full of pixel art. About... That's just showing the inventory. The inventory No, no, that's are... what I was going to say. Isn't... It's pretty much just the inventory items that are pixels. Yeah. The monsters, the characters, they're normal, like yeah. Japanese anime. Yeah, anime-style-looking things. Yeah. 
It's made by Need Games. I should have mentioned that earlier. I can't remember the guy's name who actually done most of the work. <sighs> Open it up. See if you can find his name in there. Because all I got is the starter set. Uh, the creator of the game. Uh, Should be near the front, I'd say. Game design, writing, and development is Emmanuel Giletto? Oh, there it or is. Or Galetto. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's Italian. I may be wrong. I heard somebody else say it when they were talking about the game. Oh, I'm thinking I don't know how Italian. to pronounce that last name. So. I feel very bad because he is. He <laughs> he's follows also the me. art director. In my defense, we won't be the only ones who couldn't say it. Because I didn't. I, this isn't a, a isn't that how you spell like the Gillette razors though? Oh goodness, Beth! I don't. I guess. I don't. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> assuming that's how you would say it. I'm sorry if not. Um, but yeah. Also, I'll point out. It's a good time to point out. I'm not a reviewer. I don't review. I talk about games I already know I'll like and enjoy. I'm the reviewer. She kind of re- here's what I have to say. <laughs> if I, I do a decent enough job, much. she will say it. It's a more of an impression in the reason I bought it kind of description in the basic world. It's basically me just telling my sister about something I think I'll enjoy if I haven't already played it or something I know I'll enjoy because I've played it. It's not a review because I'm not unbiased. I bought it because I knew I'd like yeah. <laughs> I'd like it. Um, not going to purchase something you know you're if not If you want to like. watch a review, there's many YouTube reviews out there. Or better yet, get the press start guide for free as a PDF and try it with a couple of your friends. That's how to do that. Uh this is just me discussing the game. I'll say this at the beginning of the next episode for anybody who might pop in, so I don't have to say it later, but I should always say I'm not a reviewer by no means. I didn't get sent these or nothing like that. These are bought by me, so I know I'm biased. I mean, that's basically, I don't have much to say because the worlds are so varied. Like a lot of these more, not generic, this isn't generic, um, universal, which it is kind of universal. It only covers a few settings, but it will work for, that is a huge variety in those few settings. You know what I mean? Clearly, most of them are going to involve a fantasy uh, aspect of some sort, magic in some way or another. Otherwise, you're going to be down to just a few classes. Mm -hmm. Um, You could retheme them, I'm sure, but why would you want to do that when you bought something with a cover that has floating castles and ships and things like that? Do you like this? I mean, the the rules are very simple. Yes, this does seem interesting, and I've already mentioned the characters that I would be playing, mostly the sharpshooter, which made me think to check for the weapons area, and some of the rare weapons, there seems to be quite a few of bow and arrow options. Yeah, it's it's clearly more... Like crossbows mm-hmm. and all kinds of different ones, and obviously they do different things. I can imagine. Um, we haven't even opened the, the high fantasy book yet. I bet it's full of... And it helps you, some of them help you be resistant to certain damage. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, uh, too. Let me let me pull up real quick and see what some of the classes are in the high fantasy version. Uh, oh, and here's guns. Oh, it's called the high fantasy atlas. Let me check here and see. Uh, and It's fourteen ninety nine on or fourteen ninety on DriveThruRPG. You sounded like you were going to say something. Oh. The um, headhunter mm-hmm. firearm, it says, deals five extra damage to targets you have a bond of hatred towards. Okay. That's not terrible. No, I would prefer that. Uh, let me read the description for the High Fantasy Atlas that I have, but have not brought in here to talk about. The High Fantasy will guide you into a world of ancient mysteries, breathtaking views, and incredible magic, and powerful beings. Like the heroes of the lands and myth, your character will start from humble origins and set out towards a glorious fate, eventually rising high enough to challenge the gods in any true JRPG style. Dive into this classic epic genre of four classes, the chanter, the commander, the symbolist, and the dancer. 
It has 10 high fantasy locations, ultimate weapon styles, and how to make custom weapons, which is useful for a game that's uh, a tabletop RPG. New quirks and push their heroic abilities beyond their limits using zero powers. So it's a new power thing. Five villains challenging new bosses. Uh, 200 full color pages. I'll add the links to all three of these in the description uh, to be affiliate links from DriveThruRPG. Not technically affiliate links. We'll just get store credit if you use those links to buy anything on their site. But it'll be handy. And I'll also add the free uh, press start. So if you just want to grab it for free, the link will be in the description. That's all I have to say about this game. I recommend if you are a JRPG fan and wanted to try something, even if you have never tried a TTRPG and you just want, why are you listening to this for that matter? Try the jump start or the press start. I keep calling it jump start because there's a J, a big J right above the press start. Mm-hmm. Try it. And if you like it, grab the others. Now, the print version of the press start is like, I bought it for $7, but I think you can get it for like $5 some places too if you want a print version of the little starter mission. I will say I've been streaming Elden Ring on YouTube and Twitch. Twitch is a little touchy. And if they start wanting people to only stream on one service again, I'll choose YouTube over that. So if you're on Twitch and don't want to bother with YouTube, find me there for now. Uh, Also, find me on YouTube. Uh, There'll be a link in the description. It's a Linktree link. It'll take you to all of our other things, including the YouTube and the Twitch. It'll take you to our website. The very first link in that Linktree is our website. It will have all of our podcasts on there. If you want to go there, you can... Uh, listen to samples all the other ones or subscribe through whatever podcast app you like once you go there or just type in the name of them we have brother knows quest this one we have leveling duo it's a podcast me and my friend dakota do about video games that we enjoyed now it's on hiatus right now because the winter months are difficult on dakota technically i guess the streams are considered a leveling duo thing because it's video games and we do horrific history and hauntings it's a podcast where my sister here tells me about weird historical facts some hauntings or some tragedy that happened and she sometimes they cross over because a lot of times bad history leads to haunting stories um we'll try to distinguish between myth and legend and truth though when we do that we don't want to or if different sources say different things i try to make that clear yeah she does i have very little say in what goes on in that podcast uh she does all the work all the socials in that link tree link uh follow us on twitter i'm more active on twitter than anything or x or just follow us on youtube Reach out to us, too. There's emails there. Let us know what you'd like, if you'd want us to talk about something in particular, anything like that. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. And I'm Beth. This is Brother Nose Quest. Bye-bye. (laughs) 